Appreciate these boys and using their talent for the Lord. All right, Psalm chapter number 24 tonight. Psalms chapter number 24. And uh, we'll continue on in our study in the Psalms. <clears throat> Remember to pray for Brother Gravely and Miss Nolita. I think Brother Lamar and Miss Mindy and Brother Chris and Miss Candace while they're all out of town at the uh, prison blitz there in Columbia. I've had the privilege of being able to go there before in the past. And uh, boy, it's just a good time serving the Lord, preaching and uh, going into those prisons. And uh, so I know that they'll desire your prayers while they're there. Amen. Psalm chapter number 24 tonight. Let's all stand as we look to the Word of God. Psalms chapter number 24. And uh, try to be as brief as I can tonight. Psalm 24. Look with me in verse number 1. We'll read these 10 verses. Psalm chapter number 24. Verse number 1. The Bible says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek Him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. And who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, He is the King of glory. Selah. You can be seated this evening. Thank you for standing with us. Father, we thank You, God, for the privilege, Lord, and the opportunity that we have, Lord, as Brother Brian said, to be in Your house tonight and worship You. God, You are worthy to be praised. And Lord, as feeble and as weak as we are, Lord, You still saw fit by Your grace. Lord, to God, bring us into Your family. Lord, seal us with your spirit. Baptize us, Lord, in your blood. And call us the sons of God. Lord, we're thankful for that. Lord, we're privileged, Lord, to be able to be here tonight. We ask you, God, now, Lord, that you'd touch in the preaching. God, we know this tonight, Lord, and we admit it. And God, we confess it. God, we know that if you don't touch us, Lord, nothing will be done. And I pray, dear God, that you'd touch us, Lord, and that you'd use us. I pray, God, that you'd touch me. Lord, as thy vessel, and I pray, dear God, that you'd touch, Lord, this good congregation, Lord, my church family. I pray, God, that you'd speak to them. Lord, breathe upon them tonight. And Lord, God, may we walk away saying, Lord, not what a good preacher he was. Lord, not what a good song they sung. But Lord, may we walk away saying that it was good to be in the house of the Lord. God, we love you. God, we thank you, Lord, for the testimonies of grace, Lord, that we've heard. Thank you for the good songs of Zion. Lord, now we pray that you'd bless, Lord, the reading. And the preaching of thy word, Lord, God, unctionize us. Lord, give us your anointing. Fill us with the Holy Ghost. God, we'll thank you for it. God, accomplish that which you desire. God, we ask these things tonight, God, for your honor and your glory. God, we do pray them, Lord, according to your will. Above all, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Psalm chapter number 24, continuing in the Psalms tonight. You uh, remember it was our privilege just a few uh, weeks ago to be able to preach in Psalm chapter number 22 
And then Brother Gravely followed up with Psalm 23, and now we find ourselves tonight in Psalm chapter number 24. He and I both uh, recited this in your hearing and mentioned it in the preaching, but repetition is good for us. Amen. So well, as we look to Psalm 22, we found that it was a psalm of grace. And then Psalm 23, we know that shepherd psalm was a psalm of guidance. But then as we look here in Psalm chapter number 24, we see that this psalm is a psalm of glory. Amen. And as David wrote this psalm, this psalm was to commemorate the ark of God coming back from Kirjath-Jerim and coming back into the possession of the people of God. And as David wrote this psalm, this was a psalm of victory. It was a psalm of celebration. But it was not only a psalm to commemorate the ark coming back, but it is a psalm that commemorates prophetically the Lord coming back. Amen. And thank God we see that He is the King of glory and we'll touch on that for uh, in just a few moments. But we know this tonight that at the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, after uh, Jesus walked out of the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, we know that he spent 40 days revealing himself and showing himself to his disciples. And then we know that he took his disciples and he made his way to the Mount of Olives. And there at the Mount of Olives, our Lord ascended into the heavens. He ascended and, and departed from his disciples and went there into the presence of God. Now, the disciples did not know at that moment what had happened and what had taken place thereafter. But David looked down the hallway of time and through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and prophetically, David tells us exactly what happened after our Lord ascended. You say, preacher, what happened? Our Lord, there He comes and He's standing there before the throne of God and He's standing there before the heavens and He comes and here He comes walking back to the throne room of God and the angel cries out, he said, who is this that comes? Who is this that ascends to the holy place? Who is this that ascends? And he cries out and he asks the question, who is this king of glory? And I believe this tonight, the Lord, all he had to do was reveal the nail prints in his hands. Amen. And the angel cried out, it's the Lord, strong and mighty in battle. Amen. When Jesus Christ came to this world, he never was defeated. He never never uh, sinned and he never uh, fell short of the glory and the goodness of God uh, but thank God ever since he came uh, from that moment in the manger all the way to Golgotha's hill uh, he lived in victory and he won victory after victory he never bowed to the power of sin uh, but he overcame it for you and I and thank God he ascended into the heavenlies uh, he walked down the street of gold uh, he presented himself to the altar of God God, and thank God they cried out who is this king of glory and thank God the question was answered it is the Lord Jesus Christ tonight amen the disciples couldn't see what was taking place thereafter but David saw it clearly through the eye of inspiration and through the eye of prophecy as we look to this psalm tonight 
This psalm speaks to us of Jesus Christ and His undisputed victory. And it speaks to us of His universal sovereignty. Amen. I'm glad tonight that He is both Savior and He's Lord. Amen. And He's Lord and He's Savior. He's never one without being the other. Amen. But as we look to this psalm tonight, we see that the King is coming. Amen. The King is coming. And that's what I want to preach on for just a few moments tonight, amen, on the King is coming. It seems like the day and age we live in, it seems like there is less and less preaching on the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It seems like preachers can tell us how to deal with bitterness and how to deal with jealousy and how to overcome a broken heart and practical things of that nature. But brother, we're getting away from the preaching of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've fallen asleep with pleasure. We've fallen asleep with entertainment. And the church has rocked herself to sleep with the things of the world. But what you and I need to realize tonight is the fact still stands the same that Jesus is coming again. Listen, if you're saved by the grace of God, you're headed to a judgment seat. Amen. And the one sitting on the throne is this King of glory. It is the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. By the way, if you're lost tonight, you're headed to a judgment. And that same Jesus that will be sitting on the judgment seat of Christ is the same Jesus that will sit at the great white throne judgment and judge the wicked and the dead. Amen. Thank God tonight that the King is coming. Number one, I see this tonight. I see the King is coming in greatness. The King is coming in greatness, or rather, the King has come in greatness. The King has come in greatness. Look with me in verse number one and number two. The Bible says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, the world and they that dwell therein. He goes on to say in verse number two, He said, For He hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Amen. We see that the king has come in greatness. He mentions two places here. Uh, in Jerusalem, he mentions number one, he mentions the hill this, this evening. He mentions the hill in verse number three. He said, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And then he goes on to say, or who shall stand in his holy place? I want you to notice this with me tonight. That hill uh, represents Zion. The hill represents Zion. And Zion tonight represents secular power. That was the central place in Jerusalem. Listen, in the Old Testament times, if a man controlled Zion, then he controlled Jerusalem. Amen. That was the military stronghold. That was where God chose to put His name. And that is where God chose to herald His truth from, was from Mount Zion. But then we see the holy place. We see the hill represents secular power, but then that we find the holy place represents spiritual power. That secular place was Mount Zion, but the spiritual place was Mount Moriah. And you know as well as I do that Mount Moriah was the place where Jesus would go and He would die on Calvary. And over 2,000 years before Calvary, a man named Abraham took his son Isaac and they went up on the mountain and Abraham was to sacrifice his son and they enacted Calvary before it ever happened. Amen. That was a picture of what was to come. 
The name Moriah means this. It means foreseen by Jehovah. Amen. That simply tells us this, that God saw the big picture. Amen. We look in the Old Testament and we see Abraham and Isaac going up there on the mountain. Isaac looks around and he says, Daddy, he said, where is the lamb? Amen. Abraham says, son, he said, God will provide himself a lamb. Amen. And that's exactly what God did 2,000 years later at the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. He walked up Calvary's mountain not carrying wood but carrying the burden and carrying the sin of the world. And he died there on Calvary. Hey, God saw the big picture. Amen. And he saw that the king was coming in greatness. Amen. Why did God choose this world? Why did God choose a place on the outskirts of Jerusalem called Golgotha. Why did God choose that? Because He saw the bigger picture. Amen. He saw that the earth would be filled with His creation. He he saw that they would need a Savior. Amen. Thank God He was a perfect Savior and He is a perfect Savior and we see Him in His greatness. Amen. Who the, The question is asked, Who can come through these gates? He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Listen, he was the only one great enough and the only one glorious enough to be able to walk through those gates, amen. We see the King in his greatness, but then moving on tonight, we see the King's greatness, but then I find this, I find the King's grace, amen. The King's grace, amen. Figure we get a little bit more amens right there, amen the king's greatness but then the king's grace look what the Bible says in verse number 3 again there is a question asked when it comes to the king's grace he said in verse number 3 who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place basically what he's asking tonight is who is good enough to ascend to where I'm at who is holy enough and who is righteous enough to come to where I am listen to the question is only one person this evening and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We see the question asked. He said, who shall ascend? Who shall stand? But then we see the question answered and the Lord answers the question here in verse number four. He said, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. See, here's the question answered tonight. The one that can ascend into the hill of the Lord and the one that can ascend into the holy place is the one with clean hands and the one with a pure heart. Listen, those clean hands tonight, they speak of that outward righteousness. And then that pure heart, it speaks of inward righteousness tonight. Amen. Listen, I want to say this tonight. You can have outward righteousness or so-called righteousness all you want to. But until your heart is pure, you have no merit and you have no favor with God. Amen. That's what grace is tonight. Amen. It's that inward change. It's that inward righteousness that's been imputed to the sinner. And thank God tonight because of the inward heart being clean and being pure, the outward hands can be be pure and they can be righteous. Amen. Thank God tonight for the king's grace. Notice this, he mentions their ways. Clean hands and a pure heart. 
And then he mentions their walk. He said, who hath not lifted up his soul up to vanity? But then he mentions their words. He said, neither have sworn nor sworn uh, deceitfully tonight. Amen. How do you get your walk right? How do you get your ways right? How do you get your words right? Listen, we can't do it on our own. Amen. It's all up to the grace of God. Amen. You can try and try and try as hard as you want to uh, to merit getting into the presence of God. But listen, it takes the grace of God. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, Jesus Christ with the bloody Calvary to make you and I alive. Thank God unto Him. Amen. Leonard Ravenhill said this, and I like it. He said this. He said, Christ did not come to make bad men good. No, but Jesus Christ came to make dead men live. Amen. And it takes the grace of God to impart life to a dead sinner. Amen. We see the king's greatness, and then we see the king's grace tonight. But then I notice this, and I'll be done in here in just a minute. I see the king's greatness, the king's grace. But then look with me in verse number 7 through 10. And we see the king's glory tonight. The king's glory. Look what he said. He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Then he says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Then he says again, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Now why does he do that twice? Amen. Why does he mention this twice? He mentions the Lord entering into these gates two separate times in this psalm, does he not? The first time that he mentions this is what we talked about at the beginning. The Lord, He's finished His work at Calvary. He shows the angels and He shows uh, the host of heaven, the prince in His hands. uh, And He's accomplished the work at Calvary, uh, the work that God sent Him to do. uh, The will of the Father has been accomplished. And He comes in and the gates open wide and there's a heavenly homecoming for the Lord Jesus Christ. But why does he enter in a second time? The first time we see he enters in by his crucifixion. But then the second time, thank God he's coming in with his church. Amen. The difference is tonight we know that the prophets could not see the church. We know that the church was not revealed uh, to the uh, Jews in this day and in this hour. Uh, Listen, it was no secret that the Gentiles would believe, but they did not know how that would come to pass. But we find between verses 8 and 9, we find that the dispensation of the grace of God has come to its fullness. The age which you and I are living in now, that time has now passed and Jesus, uh, the rapture of the church has taken place uh, and this time when He comes back uh, to the portals of glory, He's not coming alone. He's not coming by Himself. Uh, No, but He's coming with that bride. Uh, He's coming with that called out crowd. Uh, If you're saved, you're there tonight. Amen. And He's coming back uh, and the question is asked, uh, who is this King of glory? And thank God they see the spoils of His victory. Uh, They see what He bought in Calvary, uh, they see his church uh, uh, filed in behind him, amen uh, and thank God he's not coming in this time on behalf of the crucifixion, no but this time uh, he's coming back with his church, amen in these days of antiquity when a king would return from battle 
they would place all the spoils, they would place all the animals, and they would place all the, 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 the uh, prisoners of that war. They would place them all at the forefront. They would march that army in, and finally you'd see the king in his great caravan and in his glory coming again. But thank God when Jesus comes into glory, Jesus is not going to be standing at the back. No, but Jesus is going to be heading that heavenly caravan and He's going to come back into glory. And thank God you'll see the host of heaven filing in behind Him. You'll see them standing at attention. And then behind Him you'll find those that were constrained by His love. Paul said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God I'm the spoils of His victory. Amen. Thank God He bought me at Calvary. And thank God He's coming again one day to claim His bride. And He'll march us. And thank God there'll be a passing review in heaven's courts. Amen. And all of heaven will look on and they'll see you and I who were redeemed by the grace of God. Amen. We see the King in His greatness. We see the king in his grace. And then we see the king in his glory. Hey, don't get excited tonight, but Jesus is coming again. Amen. Thank God this isn't it tonight. Amen. Listen, if we had to put up with all the fussing and the fighting and the mumbling and the grumbling and all the heartache and all the cancer and all the letdowns and all the bills, somebody say amen. The baby's crying and fighting with your wife and the dog's barking and the neighbor's mad at you. Whatever you fill in the blank tonight, whatever issue you've got, hey, heaven's going to end every bit of it tonight. Thank God Jesus is taking care of every bit of it tonight. I'm glad that he's coming again. Amen. The king is coming. Amen. That's all I know to say tonight is the king is coming. Paul said for the Lord himself shall descend with a shout. Amen. The voice of God, the trump of the archangel. We which are alive and remain, thank God we're going to be called up together with him. We'll meet him in the air. But the best part is what he says at the end. He says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Listen, I don't know what it is that's got you down. You might not even be down. Amen. You may not have had the kind of day that I had today. Amen. And I'm glad, thank God, heaven's going to fix it all. Amen. While they're coming with the song, let's all stand together tonight. Listen. Jesus is coming again, amen. I'm going to ask you a question tonight. I didn't hit on this much in the message, but are you living for the judgment seat? Are you living like Jesus is coming again, or did you live like Calvary was the end? Are you living like Calvary was the last, uh, you know, the last hurrah, the last amen? Listen, Jesus is coming again, amen. Are you living for the judgment seat? Are you living for Jesus coming again? Listen, maybe there's something between you and the Lord tonight. You need to get it right. I know it's Wednesday night. By the way, I know Brother Gravely's not here. Amen. I've done my best to stand in his shoes. Those are big shoes to fill. I just want to tell you, Jesus is coming again. Amen. I'm glad the King of glory is coming one of these days. If you need to pray, why don't you come do business with the Lord while they play just a moment. Whatever need you've got, Come do business with the Lord. He's worthy to be praised tonight. Amen.